Jim and Joe Show. The Jim and Joe Show. Where we talk about things. Welcome to the Jim and Joe Show. Tonight we got Sandy the Sand Snake crawling around on the table. So uh, Son of a Sand Snake. Son of a Sand that, Snake. That's Jim. it. I was telling you earlier, Joe, that's a great snake. That's a great snake. Okay. Just Nobody a hell of a snake that, right there. But okay. Um, hey, James Kirk over here. Hey, we got a special guest today, Sparrow. Welcome to the show. Thank Sparrow. you. Sparrow, welcome. How's the evening going, Sparrow? It's going really cool. It's, this little birdie here is enjoying this snake, that's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a, all good. It's nice. a great snake. Mm -hmm. um, of all my snakes, that's probably my favorite. That um, seems like a really soothing thing. It uh, is. So people might wonder why we always talk about snakes on the table and stuff. Well, because Jim has a lot of snakes. Mm -hmm. You know, he does. He has quite a few snakes, and so... Uh, yeah. Why not experience them, right? We experience them. We hold them sometimes. Sometimes they crawl around on the yeah. microphones. You well, know? I think that, you know, some people just have the wrong idea, you know? I agree. Yeah. A snake? Oh, my God, no. <laughs> right, totally. And, uh, Absolutely. It, it's almost about, like, we need to bring, like, awareness back to snakes. Because mm -hmm. they are kind of, in the Western culture, seen as a, a bad thing, an evil thing. But really, for most of history, it was a symbol of rebirth, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, the snake eating, eating itself. itself. Right? Yeah. In infinity symbol is yeah. actually originally designed to be a serpent, right? Wrapped around Absolutely. itself. So oh, yeah. rebirth, life. I think we need to bring snakes Love back in a positive. Yeah. And why is that? You know, do you think there could be some link to reptilian uh, mythology that could be linked to ours that we don't even know about? We do worship the snake a lot and serpents and things. Oh, yeah. They're in everything. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? Again, back to Adam and Eve's story. The snake told go. Eve. Snake. Once again, a snake. Yeah. Eat the fruit Eat from the, the fruit. tree of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Eat the fruit. It, would, it will make you like gods. And you got to feel like, I'm glad that happened. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it might be original <laughs> sin, but... You know, the original sin. Who's to say, right? I don't think anything happens by accident. Yeah, and there begs the question mm -hmm. of, it, you know, is everything determined? Do we have free will? Like me and mm -hmm. you chatted about last night. When you really break down everything that's going on, and there's science out there that says we make our decisions seven to eight seconds before we actually really make them. So then it, it begs this question is the whole free will conversation. Who made that decision? Yeah. Eight seconds mm -hmm. ago, right? <laughs> Joe, your thoughts on that? Uh, is there well, a free will? I mean, are me of and course, you, yeah. or are we just thinking that and, and that's what makes it an issue? No, I believe we definitely have free will. Yeah. You know, as human, we, we are free will human beings. It could be fate. It could be fake, I'm not though. saying the Bible is correct, maybe in its interpretation of what you're trying to get across, but uh, I would say that there definitely is some type of free will that we've been granted by the gods or God or whoever, you know. 
that you believe in. Mm-hmm. It's what's up, whatever your flavor is. We're going to have to take a quick break, and uh, we're going to come right back. Hey, sounds good, James. We, we got some dogs got in some the background we got to take on. care of. Um, be right back. Hey, and we're back. Sorry about that, Joe. Hey, no worries. <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, we, we were yakking about a couple of things, and uh, we had some dogs interrupt us here, Joe. Um, Joe's dog over there. But, hey, we're back at it. We were talking a little bit about the astral plane and, and everything going on. We were talking about some free will questions, right? No one ever talks about that stuff, but it's, like, kind of a big question. Yeah. Do human beings believe they have free will? Again, if I go back to if your mind actually makes the decision of what's going to happen eight seconds prior to the decision, wouldn't that imply, though, that there is no free will? That somehow the decision is made beforehand? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Joe, following, you just you follow my train of thought yes. there. Like, we got to at least ask the question, what's really going on here? Um, and, and, you know, Joe, I, we always talk, you know, about the double slit experiment, right, Joe? Not to just drop a bomb on you right now, but you know about double slit, right? No, I don't know about the All double right, slit sound, experiment. Sparrow, do you know about the double slit? <laughs> so here's what we got. So listen in. Hear, hear me out. Um, so matter, we they used to think of uh, space and uh, the quantum field and all that. They, they thought of it as billiard balls, atoms physical stuff, hitting stuff. When you do an experiment, experiment and, and you're going to shoot light photons through a board with two slits in it, and you're going to observe that and record it with an observer there, an actual person observing the phenomena, and they record it also on a screen in the back, a curtain. Whoa. And it sh would shoot little holes of how it acted through the double slit, right? And so when it's observed, it acts like billiard balls. And you see the peppered little lines in the back screen. When there's no observer, it acts as a wave. And you see a wave potential pattern on the back screen. Wow. The wow. observer changed the outcome. Wow. That's double slit. And what's that tell you? When that tree falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Well, not if someone's there to collapse the wave function. That's what it's called. When we observe, it snaps into place. Wow. When we're not there and we don't see something, it acts as a wave potential. And it snaps into place with the observer phenomena. Joe, your take. Wow, well, that's, that's pretty heavy, man, and that's a lot to take in, but yeah, I would say uh, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, look at the things that Eckhart Tolle talks about and wanting to be in the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So Absolutely. When you're, you know, most human beings go through life and they're not really in, you know, they're in their bodies and they're walking around and they're making decisions and they're doing stuff, but they're not really, they're not really in there. Like, they're not in their mind. You know, their mind is completely somewhere else. You know, that 
it's crazy and, and a lot we all do it i mean most of us do do that it's it's really hard to be able to develop the ability to recognize when you're doing that and to try and bring yourself into the moment so that you can really observe <coughs> what it's like because it's pretty amazing when you're like really in the moment and you know you're actually somewhere like I feel like I am right now you know I'm, I'm right here in this room my mind's not anywhere else I'm, uh, I'm talking to this audience and it feels pretty liberating and pretty awesome um, in the moment in that's the moment. all we have yeah. is the moment um, mm -hmm. and if you, you really you can really achieve a you know a, you, you can take the hit of, of everyday life if you at least take a few minutes each day to just clear the mind right and just breathe you know especially with everything going on some deep breaths deep meditate breaths. clear the mind you got to do focus it, right? on your breath you know that's how you can bring yourself into the moment and you can try it's extremely hard to let all those negative thoughts go and all those thoughts that are constantly going in your head but it is possible and you know it's hard but anybody can do it it is and that's why I tell the the double slit story um, to kind of again point out that everything's energy it really is and we somehow filter it through a um, a biological vessel of the body with our senses and most of the information is just thrown together in our head and then it paints a picture but it's in our head it's in our mind the key part to the double slit experiment is that we are somehow fundamental consciousness is a fundamental force and that's what creates the world we see somehow it snaps into place when we're there and we see it um, so it just it begs a lot of questions but um, it is meditation you got to just bring that mindfulness you know to to center field sometimes and take the stress out Sparrow you're a mystic me, me and you have had a few conversations now you meditate once or twice a day, don't you? I, you know, I, I did for a long time, for for a while, yeah, yeah. And you know, and I, right now I'm not even using the term meditation anymore. More just, um, just taking a, a quiet moment, a state of you know of just being present, like Joey was saying. Somehow when I when I when I insert meditation, I'm gonna just go and meditate. This is just for me. I can only speak for me. It just somehow I don't know what it does, but it like I don't I can't explain. Um, it hits the spot, right? Yeah, it yeah. It hits the spot. Yeah, but instead I just you know nowadays I just know my body pretty much tells me it's just time to go take that time. So where I'm going to go, I don't know. I just kind of let my that's part of my meditation is letting my body lead me to where it wants to go to go and just be. And beings that I live right next to the river or, you know, I get in that Nature's car. great, right? Nature's yeah. a great way. Yeah. Yep. And I don't even have a destination. I just go until I feel that, what is it, that my body, the, uh, my uh, inner intuition saying, this is it. Yeah. We are and, here. This is now. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I just kind of go and just get right into it so that's it. so we talked a little bit about out of body and astral plane and and we've had a, I think we've each had one or two experiences if not more mm -hmm. 
when you meditate, do you actively try to experience a state of outer body uh, into that astral plane? Do you try to do that or do you let that come natural? I just let that one come natural. That comes natural. It, it comes when it's, you know, I, I don't have the uh, ability to do that. You can't turn it on or off. No. Yeah. Wouldn't right. that be cool, though, to just be yeah. able to turn that on or off, right, Joe? Yeah. 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 But I do know when it's coming on. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, you go through this body perilous, you know, people talk paralysis, about it, paralysis, yeah. they're paralyzed, yeah. that feeling. Yeah. When really they just don't have an understanding of, no, you're right at the middle of getting ready to, you know, you can either, most people live in fear with it. You know, they're scared and they want to just be able to move, right? And right, some totally. people understand, nope, this is it. And I just kind of just, you know, let shoot it take out of you. my body. Let it take you, right? I mean, uh -huh. that's kind of that feeling like, oh my yep. gosh, it just got, it's so powerful. It's yeah. just, I got to let it happen, right? Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. So how many, like in your lifetime, how many times has this happened? Oh, it's... Dozens? I mean, I mean, can you count them on one hand or, or how many are we talking Oh my God, just one year alone, I was having them every night. Holy smokes, Joe. It was getting to a point where it's like, oh my gosh, this, it was, yeah, and I had to get up and go to work after, you know, but I couldn't, couldn't you know, I, I, I didn't understand what was going on, but before, um, uh, no, after these experiences I had for that year of going out of body and, and having experiences, and it wasn't just going out of body and going up and out there like Joy was saying when you can see your cord when you're moving and going out of the atmosphere and into, you know, where it is you go, we go, but uh, different dimension or somewhere, but um, I, uh, what was I talking about? I was having after I had all that going on, I had a really heavy-duty spiritual experience and, um, for three nights. And yeah. all this is happening while you're sleeping? Yeah, no, I was aware of all of this, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it was like nighttime. It was at nighttime, yeah. and I remember the most amazing feeling when I, I was observing myself, actually the energy coming out of my body, and it was so intense. And I mean, really intense. Some people say when they when they have that intense feeling of going out of body, and I'm not trying to be rude, that they have an orgasm. Yeah, there's wow. an ecstasy in it. Yeah, and that's, that's awesome. You know, and that that's how intense it is. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't like that? Right? Well, that's what happens when you die too. It's your yeah. body releasing. It's that complete releasing, right, of um, of life and, and kind of your you know pull on the physical body. Um, yeah. Just a crazy, yeah. exp you know, feeling and, and experience and. Everyone, I think, has had something. Mm -hmm. I was kind of hoping you could tell me you could turn it on or off, but uh, as far as the, I, I was able to, and during that time oh, you for were. a while, yeah. I, at first I couldn't. You then, could enter into the the astral plane and yeah, I wow. went into the yeah, I did. I towards, I told you it was, it was happening for a year. Yeah, you know, and and in the beginning it was like, what the, I, you know, it's like this, why is this happening, you know? And it was kind of interfering in my my social life you couldn't really control what was going on it, no i couldn't control okay. it then it was just was it freedom or was it like you were kind of like shoot like um I mean, was it a good feeling you said orgasm and, and that was that. towards the end yeah that that was a heavy duty one i had and that's the time when i was telling you that i had an astral um parasite on yeah me. that's what you were saying yeah that around that time and i was able to step out and actually maneuver in this astral 
plane I was in, it was a lower dimensional, you know, dimensional plane I was on, and uh, I was able to take that ugly thing off of me. <laughs> All you know, in I the had astral plane. Of that. Uh -huh. I mean, would, would you say, though, that it's kind of like a, I, I mean, I almost feel like when you reach that state and in those kinds of experiences, you're almost in the presence of like the almighty, like not in the traditional form, but a pure light mm -hmm. and a good feeling like that, you know, like you're home yeah. and you're backed with something. That's yeah. what I think happens when we die. We release from the body and we all go back right to the, um, the Supreme force, the field. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Joe, your thoughts on life after death? Oh man, so, you know, me personally, I think that there is going to be uh, some form of judgment, of course. And what you do here on this planet is definitely going to matter. You know, the way you conduct yourself is going to make a difference on whether or not you move up to the next level. I kind of believe in the, my own sort of theory of there being like a hybrid kind of form of reincarnation that happens you know I don't know if it's based on you know if you mistreat animals or things like that I think it's more just the way you act in life you know maybe uh, is gonna matter as far as you know if you'll progress or not you know on to the next stage and become mm -hmm. a more enlightened being you mm -hmm. know I wonder if there's a, a finally a level that you get to where you don't you no longer come back you know what happens then it's like do you win the game is that why we're always trying to win the game we're always making video games and you want to win it so bad and you're just trying to win you know life's kind of the same way you're just always trying to win it you know you just want to do everything you can to be successful and try and you know have fun and it's hard to balance everything and stuff like that but I mean, that's our main kind of goal, mm -hmm. it seems like, for humans. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really too bad you have, you know, some people that are on this kind of new age, like, oh, there's no God, you know, scientists, and um, yeah. it's like, there's absolutely, there's something. Yes. I mean, maybe if you've never did a psychedelic, uh, you know, had never had a psychedelic experience or and whatnot and you, all you study was science so you think of it all in a real platonic kind of sort of way religious experiences has been have been talked about throughout history right you know? but there's a group of people that think it's all just we happen to evolve like we became conscious there is nothing greater it's all just in the probability of the cosmos right um but any experience out of body like that sometimes deep in a dream I think we connect to, to, again, that source field, that source energy. And then when we die, we go right back to it. So I think, you know, life after death, there's got to be. Would we all agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would have Absolutely. to agree with you. Yeah, you know, we get to go to For sure. whatever. Some form of life. Oh, yeah, a yeah. higher dimension. Yeah, you know? something, something else happens. We, we go somewhere else. Well, some believe that it, some do believe if they reach to the higher to the tenth level, tenth dimension, that you can become God, a God of your own in your own plane. Wow! I, whether I, I, you know, I, you know, cool I'm just saying stuff. that some do believe that. Well, so. hey, yeah, anything's possible. The you universe can, right, is it's pretty the vast, universe. So yeah. yeah, 
You can't throw anything out. <laughs> Especially when you understand back to that thought ex experiment with the double slid, like the power we have at controlling reality and snapping it into place. Like we talked last night about a lost kind of wisdom of how to move big stones, pyramids, mm -hmm. monoliths, stuff like that. I think that power somehow is still in us. You talked about when we might come back as gods or where I think we're there somehow. And we mm -hmm. talked last night about reptilians it's and loosh, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That they're pulling it, that wisdom is no longer there. Um, I, yeah. think, I think we got a chance to, to somehow figure it out though. I, I'm with you. I think we're at a new age and all that stuff's yes. gonna be released. Everything yeah. that's been hidden from, from us. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's finally going to be released. Mm -hmm. This is a new age, a new time, mm -hmm. and human beings want to live in harmony with one with one another. We don't want imperialism and all this stuff. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? That's been going on. Yeah. We yeah. do want strong leadership, but we don't need, uh, you know, countries to fight each other. It's figured out diplomatically. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I think there's more of that going on. You know, there. You know, this is the. This guy hasn't gotten us into any new wars. You know, we talking about Trump. Yeah. You know, so yeah. just had to bring that up. But. I mean, peace and love. That's the yeah. only way to have a you know a future that we can look forward to, right? Because right now, yeah, those aren't main you know things looked into. So, um, yeah, a lot lot left to play out this year. A lot left to play out in our lives. Yeah. But at some point, I think we are going to die in part from this body. Oh, yeah. We are this is a shell, and this, this is, is just avatar. a vessel. This yeah. is a vessel that mm -hmm. we are, that we were meant to experience this place. That, that's the whole reason behind it. We're mm -hmm. here to experience this physical mm -hmm. realm and push the limits of yeah. it and see, depending on who you are and what you want to do and what you want to accomplish. We could be God you know? trying to experience you know this you know some believe that this, you know we are god we got we have that god particle in us yeah. experiencing yeah. itself yeah you know and it it's might cool. be and it might be dmt mm -hmm. when dmt is released in the now. brain right there is that that rupture of plane that release from the body and when you die or even in dreams now it's showing that dmt is released from the pineal gland while yeah. and that's yeah. triggering dreams and out of body and right. and when we die a whole bunch is pumped into the blood so and once you're out of the body I, I don't think time acts the same right so time a little bit of time might last a long time when you die if there's a spike of dmt that might be that what that rupture of plane needed to bring us into the next next life or the next body mm -hmm. you know have, have you done dmt no i have not heard about the it. The spirit molecule. Remember that mm -hmm. black shit you gave me? The salvia, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, very, very similar. Yeah. Very similar. Just, a, man, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit more, a little bit more eerie. A little yeah. bit more eerie, salvia. It just yeah. kind of sometimes gets, man, the yeah. power, though, on some of those where you just take a couple of hits, right? Oh, man, it was awesome. Um, and mean, it, it was like, uh, it was one of the greatest experiences I ever had. Yeah, I mean, it only yeah. it only lasts 15, 20 minutes yeah, on just, both those, salvia it, or you know? DMT. Yeah. Um, such You take such a little amount to get really stoned, like right. gone stoned for just that short window. I've tried it like two times you know, in my life. It's, it, it was something really cool, though, that I thought it was, you know, 
I really enjoyed it. Because, like you said, it lasted about 10, 15 minutes and it was done. Yeah, you, you can really scare yourself on that stuff, though, um, because it doesn't get much any closer. Any further out, and you are dead, right? Yeah, that's kind of It's crazy. the final kind of stages, and that's that, you know, people get these near-death experiences and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's We're taking like, you into that world, that realm. Yeah, it's taking you there. Takes you um, to the spirit world. It's almost like that chariot taking yeah. your soul. Yep. That DMT is really the molecule that snaps it out, that snaps it into place. Um, yeah. It's really interesting, I mean, th that they're getting into these psychedelics and actually finally realizing the potential mm -hmm. for, you know, the cures and, you know, how they can help human beings and whatnot. I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's pretty amazing. I mean, you know, it's unprecedented work. I mean, that I mean the ballot that we are just voted on, you know, here. One oh nine. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 awesome, and I hope it goes through, and it's going to help a lot of people that suffer from depression, and it's a great alternative to big pharma's BS. Yeah. At I'm some sure point, though, the federal government just has to. They got to make the decision that they're not going to control. I mean, these plants, DMT, um, psilocybin, some of this stuff, you can't, you can't make laws that are putting people into prison for having some of these Schedule One drugs. Like DMT, like, give me a break. If someone got, you know, five years in prison or ten years in prison for DMT, yeah. when that guy, that's not going to hurt anyone. Um, it's never killed anyone, best, to the best of our knowledge. So some of this stuff has got to change, and we got to be more open to talk about these kinds of things with others. These yeah. conversations don't happen enough. Well, they don't happen around the, the dinner table with, with Western, you know, Western culture and Western values. So, uh, yeah, Joe, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, parents do need more to be more proactive about knowing that there are alternative therapies out there once they are tested and regulated properly. And, uh, you know, that's all this is doing here where we live is it's just allowing them to have an alternative. Uh, and I, I see a lot of potential in it for helping veterans and people that struggle with PTSD and, you know, all types of difference, uh, you know, depression, you name it, you know, and, and you know, some people, it's really unbearable. They can't even go to work. They can't really get through life. They can't have a life because of it, you know, and that sucks. So I'm, I'm down for anything that's going to happen. Man, magic mushrooms. Lives. They really are just magic. I love how they're they called are. that. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's the future. We saw it happen with, with marijuana and uh, cannabis and how it's made its way back on the scene here. And I think psilocybin and mushrooms and, and uh, therapy and mental illness stuff, and that's all real. That's all happening. It sounded like it was going to be a pretty shoe-in, you know, a shoe-in to make it. So, yeah, yeah. great things coming. Looking great things going. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, different outer body experiences. and. Oh, you got like one that. for us. I, I forgot do. about that. Yeah, Come on. So uh, I want to say back in oh, 2013, uh, I was living in Las Vegas, and I moved out. Of, me and my girlfriend were fighting, and I moved out, and I moved in with uh, some friends. And 
they had some of this stuff that was, uh, you know, I guess the spice stuff that you could buy at the smoke shops, right? And I, I had tried it before a couple times, and, and you know, it was just whatever. This time it was completely different. Like uh, this stuff, you know, made me feel like I'm looking down on the ground and. In the carpet, I could see like something going on, like it looked like movement and stuff like that. And I'm closing my eyes and I can see what's going on. And it's almost like a movie that was being played. And it was, it, it was a trip. <laughs> it was really weird and the reason why I know that it was it wasn't the spice it was something that was put in that particular uh, batch of spice and there was some type of you know uh, drug testing going on you know secret drug testing going on and to what I could see you know and clinical trials that they must have been doing it, but they're doing it on, you know, unknowing patients, you know. So anybody that obviously would walk in the smoke shop, buy this stuff and get it. And so anyways, they must have not had the same reaction with all the people because I remember that seeing, watching the cartoon, and that's what it was. It ended up being a cartoon. Because I closed my eyes and I watched the whole thing, and it basically almost looked like an old Scooby Doo, uh, the way the cartoon was. It almost rem remember the old Scooby Doo, like it really reminded me of that, almost. And it was cheesy, and it was basically like these demon kind of looking creatures, and they had wings and stuff, and they just kept asking me, "Am I evil?" You know, and they're like, "You're evil." You know, and I'm like, no, I'm not evil. And they're just like, are you evil? And I'm like, no, motherfucker, I'm not evil. I remember saying in my mind, you know, and saying back to them. And I said to them, I go, I'm a fucking Viking. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it, uh, they just kind of like, that whole thing just stopped. And it was weird because you could tell there was a loop in it, like it would continue to play the same thing that I had already saw. It was just too easy to see that there was some kind of imprint in this shit that caused you to be able to see what they wanted you to see. Well, that's not even the best part. So obviously what was going on is these people are doing experimental drug testing on a demographic of individuals that you know, are smoking this stuff. Now think about it, who are the people that are smoking this stuff most likely? People walking into this, uh, you know, people walking into these smoke shops, a lot of them were guys that were on parole or probation because they could smoke that stuff because the, they couldn't get caught in a drug test. So uh, there was a lot of crazy violence and really gnarly stuff that happened. Uh, due to that stuff that I heard about people getting their faces eaten off and stuff like that.
spice, synthetic yeah. marijuana is yeah. what we're talking about. Exactly. So I'm sure they were doing this, putting the stuff in it in other places and doing this testing. So, so I got them on the first thing. That was I was obviously not evil and told them I wasn't. <laughs> and so uh, that kind of thing went kind of went, went away. And then I took a few more hits off the doobie, I remember. And I'm just lying there, and I'm just laying back. And I just remember hearing voices that were, like, chattering. It sounded like a fucking cocktail party going on, is what it sounded like. It sounded like you could just hear tons of people talking. But I'm in my room, and it's quiet. But I could hear it, like it was in my room, like it was in the next room. It was insane, and I remember yelling at them. And I don't know how or what exactly happened. In my mind, somehow, my mind, you know, my thoughts were able to transfer to where they were at due to this drug that they were testing. And uh, they came over and started talking to me. And it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life. I mean, it was just the most amazing thing. You know, it was, it was strange. You know, it's, it's hard. You know, a lot of people would say, well, you know, it's that stuff. And, you know, but I, d I don't believe it was that stuff because I had smoked that stuff a couple other times and it didn't do that. Hmm. You know what I mean? It was something completely different. And it was almost like you could feel your brain become charged. It was weird, man. And somehow I was able to communicate with them. And uh, it's pretty intense. Uh, well, quite the, quite the experience, Joe. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, it was, well, was kind of crazy. <laughs> so only those two times? Yeah. Yeah, got you. Yeah, it's definitely something we were talking about, you know, a lot last night, but it all comes down to there's some weird stuff out there that we really don't know. Yeah. You know, it's not textbook stuff people know about, but stuff does go on. Well, one of them was like saying to me, like, describe yourself, describe yourself. And it's weird when I would talk to them, my mouth wasn't moving, but I could feel my brain and it was almost like it got sucked into something in mm -hmm. part of my brain. And then I could I could talk to them and I was asking them how this is possible and they they admitted that yeah they there was a drug in the stuff that I was using and they said that I was the only person that was able to actually have contact with them and be able to talk to them like I am they said nobody else could do that were they aliens no this is just people from here in a lab somewhere huh Obviously, some kind of black government program where they're, look, man, you see stuff going on all the time. How do you think get, they get these guys to go in there and shoot up schools with little kids in them and stuff like that? You know, this shit, you know, if they can, if they can communicate through this stuff, you know, and then make it seem like it's something else, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy to think, but, you know, it's... That's kind of what I think it was, is they were doing some kind of testing and, you know, the potential for that is extremely dangerous if they get the right individual. You know what I mean? They can put some crap in their head, especially if they're all whacked out on the spice on top of it, and then that's when they go and shoot somebody or try and cut their face off or something crazy like that. 
you know, but the experience I had was completely different. It was almost like, you know, I could talk to these people and it just seemed real, more real than anything I've experienced in my life. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy. But that was a long time ago. Yeah, strange things happen. I'm telling you, there's been, everyone's had a few moments in life where it's like, wow, that was freaking yeah, strange, I mean, right? I mean, you know, listen, I can neither confirm nor deny if it was real or not. I mean, but in, in my heart of hearts, I kind of feel like it was. But, you know, hey, you yeah. never, it's just one of those things you never know. It's also one of those things like, I mean, there's some people out there that really believe they were abducted by UFOs. Right. And then it also you know if you look at all the stories on all those it always occurs like at nighttime and strange things happen when we dream and there's these out of body body experiences stuff like that are aliens really snatching people out of their beds or is that just a, a cultural uh you know a part of the cultural psyche it's ingrained in us that ufos abduct people and pull people out and right um well, it goes beyond that, you know, but... Uh, you think it's aliens or you, th you think it's as part of like a, no, a human psyche? No, I'm the experience that I had goes beyond that. And so when I was talking to them and I basically called out what they were doing and I said, you know, I go, uh, so uh, because they go, wow, you figured it out. They were like really impressed. And one of them, like I said, kept asking me to describe myself, what I looked like. And the other guy, I could hear his voice. He was like, oh, shh, shh, you know. And then he started asking me questions. And, you know, they asked me my name and, you know, where I was from and stuff like that. And I told them my name. And I asked them, you know, I was like, all right, so I figured out your little thing. And I said, can I ask you guys some questions? And... Uh, I said, is there a doctor in the house? And they said, yeah, we're all doctors, we're all scientists. And I was like, okay. Mm. So uh, at this point, somehow I'm able to, they, they got me back into like the cartoon mode again, but this time it looks different. And I can see this guy and he's in a white coat and he has a mustache and glasses and he's just smiling and kind of talking to me and he's, he starts answering my questions at this point. And uh, he says to me, I say to him, I go, is there life on other planets? You know, he goes, well, we don't know. He goes, but we do know there's life on other dimensions. And I go, okay. And, uh, and I was like, well, what do you mean? And he goes, I'm gonna show you something. And I was like, okay. And so, Somehow, I, I felt like I was able to walk, but it was weird. It wasn't like normal walking, like I was like sloshing, you know, more like, you know, almost like I was in an unfamiliar body walking. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Almost like I was walking in, in, in an avatar that wasn't me or that I wasn't used to. So he opens up this door and just goes like this and, and puts his hand out, you know, like you walk inside. And I walk inside and all of a sudden, 
I just remember it's like the door opens and I walk out and I'm just in this place and it just it almost looks like it's just the sun was constantly setting you know it would be the best way to describe it like it was it never really changed as far as like it was always dark and always kind of like almost dark and my brother had passed away not long before that and I he came and visited me and like I knew it was his essence and he was talking to me and he was like how did you get here and I was like I don't know you know and he was like you know just talking to me and, and telling me stuff that I should do and and you know um, I can't remember exactly some of the words that we had but I just asked him I said what are you doing why are you here and he's like I just, I'm just waiting so that tells me he was like in limbo and you couldn't see him you could just see this essence it was an essence it's almost like if I could describe it it was like a mass of little teeny bubbles little teeny bubbles that almost looked like the shape of a human holy it smokes was weird bro yeah and it was just weird if I knew it was him and he hugged me man and he was like I felt his presence and I knew it was him and it was the most real thing I've ever felt in my life and so I mean I don't know if it was you know if this happened or not but it felt really real and then the next thing I remember is I went to another place and it must have been another dimension and he was gone you know he had to go and then I left and I went through the door again and then bam it opened up in another place and this time I could see beings like walking around and they were looked like like what we would call grays you know here and you know they had bald heads they probably had grayish skin but the weird thing is is that they had ball caps on it was like they wanted to be like us you know what I mean like they had a lot of the same stuff we had but they weren't like us but they were way more advanced like you could see some kind of ship or something floating around in the sky you know, off in the distance where I could see like a city and I could see them walking around and just cruising and like one's like looking back at me and he's wearing a ball cap. It was weird, man. So really strange. So uh, Terrence McKenna always talks about DMT and how he relates it to a, a circus, right? Because, you know, think about what happens at the circus, like all these cool kind of crazy things happening. And then there's kind of the dark backsides to the circus and into the fair, right? With the the one-eyed Sam, the the little hairy guy with hair on his face, all the kind of the weird kind of creeper aspects of of uh, our imagination. And that's what happens on some trips like that. Joe, thanks for sharing. Yeah, man. And uh, that is pretty much it. I remember leaving there, and then I, it's almost like I came out of the closet in my room. And, and then I was back on my bed and I just kind of woke up in my bed and I was like, whoa. And I could still talk to the little hitchhiker guys. I can't remember the name of them for the life of me, but they have a name and at one time I could remember it. And 
they what they are these little tubes supposedly I guess that you know hitchhike onto you as you're drifting through dimensions and mm. you know it was a trip man mm-hmm. yeah it was really wow. weird and I could still feel their presence in the room for a while Wow, Joe. It was really Gosh, strange. Thanks for sharing, yeah, man. That's quite the story. Yeah, it um, was, you know, it was, yeah. yeah we've, heard, we've never talked about that with me either. Yeah, that's quite the story. Yeah. Joe, again, thanks for sharing, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Cool. That was a good one. Um, yeah, well, Sparrow, any kind of final stories you want to talk about? Uh, anything on, on your plate you'd like to get out there? Um, you know, I had, I had, an experience, some very similar to Joey's, another experience like that where I could hear their voices, you know. And I thought it was coming out of the radio, and it was not. And and I remember talking to him myself. Now, and I did not do what he did as far as the spice stuff. This was, you know, it's like, what? And, um, and I had a friend with me. I said, are you hearing them? And she, you know, I was, what? what are you talking about? Anyways, so, and I remember, um, talking to him too, you know, saying like, how, where are you, you know? And they were laughing at me. Mm. They were laughing at me and they're saying, and, and this, you know, I had a drug, I, I, last night I told you I, you know, had a drug heroin addiction years ago. And um, there was a situation where I lost it in the drug. We got some dogs right here. Um, it'll, it'll just be a second. Um, Joe, you want to take care of your dog real quick? Yeah, we're going to take a break. Joe out. James Kirk. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Jim and Joe Show. So, Jim, we were talking a little earlier, a little earlier about maybe some uh, reptilians and some different things like that. Uh, what's your thoughts on that, man? Yeah, we were just talking about the different kinds of potential aliens that might be there. You know, your traditional grays, big eyes, big heads, small ears, right? Um, which would be a lot what we would look like in 200, 300, you know, 400, 500,000 years our brains would be bigger. We'd have bigger eyes because that's what people find as attractive. So we would genetically breed ourselves with bigger eyes. Ears wouldn't, we wouldn't eat as much. Um, so you've got the grays, then you've got reptilians. Those are kind of the two main aliens that people talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked yesterday about Louche Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Tell me and and give me your definition of of the louche cycle. Um, The louche cycle, you mean uh, as far as draining our energy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. siphoning our energy. You know, that's um, like, you know, I I know that from my own experience with that is I felt like I was targeted, I guess, you know, with my – having my drug addiction in the past. Oh my gosh. And I was always raging and <coughs> angry and so emotionally a wreck. And, um, you know, and I, and I felt like, you know, that's part of their deal. That's why they wanted, 
a lot of drug addicts down like that and emotionally hurt, you know, and and because they would drain us for that. They love they f they love our fear. They you know that energy, you know, that uh, that we produce, you know, the the fear, the the uh the luge mm -hmm. yeah. yeah 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 and then again uh like i was saying Joe, you left the room for a second but you know there's a lot of cultures and it's in a lot of people's different in their histories that the moon was pulled into place that the moon used to not be here and that there's this you know if you connect that with the reptilians and and then you look in in like egyptian art in in sculptures and stuff there's these bird-faced gods right bigger people yeah these and well what's a bird it's a dinosaur in some sense same kind of right that's what dinosaurs are birds and so it could be a reptilian over species right kind of monitoring right. everything there's genetic mm -hmm. manipulation what you've got the uh nephilim right mm -hmm. the nephilim yeah mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. um well the nephilim were a race of giants right yeah wasn't that what they were mm -hmm. they were a race of giants they were fallen the fallen ones yeah they were in there i think there's another name a term called the watchers and yeah they came down here and from another dimension obviously yeah either that yeah. or that there was some genetic manipulation by yeah. uh, extraterrestrials yeah here on earth right, right? yes which the or giants outer dimensional beings i mean yeah whatever. same thing they're all an alien right if yeah if mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah, interesting. Something to think about. For sure. Um, ancient yeah. Aliens is a cool show. Yeah. Have you seen that show on yeah. History Channel? Yeah. Or the Ancient yeah. Alien. They got these nerdy guys, <laughs> right? The, um, yeah. A lot of stories you can tell, a lot of stuff you can connect with it, but who knows what our history was and uh, who knows what our future will be. Yep. Yeah. With yeah. that, I, I'm going to wrap it up. The, this has been a good show. Sparrow, thanks for uh, taking the time. Yeah, Sparrow, thank, thank you, you so much for coming out tonight. Cool. Safe yep, travels home. You. Thanks everyone. Enjoy the evening. James hey, Kirk. Joe D'Amato out. <laughs>